mean, everybody raved, right? Seriously, right? Everybody raved about Lost. Everybody I know raved about Lost. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was as boring as hell. Oh, so, Lord. I mean, yeah. so when everybody, everybody was raving about the Breaking Bad, I thought, I can't be that good. <laughs> but I, maybe, maybe sometime. Because I didn't, I didn't, I thought Lost was like, you know. Yeah. Maybe. I watched, I didn't, I didn't get that. I watched I all of it, that, but that well, and now you look back and you go, yeah, it's all right. Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that comes to you this week from a car park somewhere in Warwickshire. Well, but that's only half of us because that's me. My name is Tosin. I'm the host sitting in this car park. But joining me on the Isle of Wight in probably more sort of, shall I say, serene environments are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hello there. Well, oh God, that was quite a delay. <laughs> quite a delay from my That end. was quite a delay, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a delay before I heard anything. Was it? Okay, cool. Okay. We might be having a bit of a delay here. Sean, can I call you back on the normal phone? You can, yes. Okay, cool. I'll call you back on the normal phone. All right. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Cool. So we're back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, after after the, the problems with WhatsApp, because I do not have a Wi-Fi connection, let's carry on with the show, Netflix vs. Cinema. We're recording? Yes, we're recording. Lights, lights on. It's all good. It's all working. Cool, good. And as you can see, this show is totally, totally pre-planned and totally, totally slick. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you. Been dodging the rain rather this week or this last three weeks. Yep. So it's more of the same from us down here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Dodging so- rain and keeping busy. I went to the theatre this week. Normally, it's like all about the cinema, isn't it? But. I went out with a friend to one of our local theatres and they had a touring, a repertory theatre company did a production of Jane Eyre and it was great. I had a really good evening. So oh, good. we still embrace all modes of entertainment yeah. here. Oh, yeah, Cinema, yeah. Netflix and theatre. Was it Amdram or was it? No, it's proper. It was Pucker. It really did a good version of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I'm like all brands of storytelling. Very soon we might even have books. <laughs> yes, even books. Yes, yes. What would happen? To and us? you know how I loved my books. Uh, I know, I know. You, you love a book. You love a book. Every time I do. A, I think like any time there's a literary adaptation that happens, or like in cinema, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to watch that. Sharon's got that covered. I'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Used to be a book. You'll get it. All right. Cool. So we have a couple of things in that. As a, I'm sat in a car park because I'm supposed to be going for a network meeting for a whole bunch of creative entrepreneurs. In, the, in this Woodgrange Hotel or Woodland Grange Hotel in a second we have a limited amount of recording time on your recorder because I think we have about 48 minutes before all of a sudden we have no more Sean or Sharon being recorded uh, so, uh, so let's jump right into this and let's jump into our also ran section so uh, also rounds that things we're going to have a couple of rounds and this this week we have two rounds of Netflix versus cinema but there's also rounds. There are things that we decided, okay, these are not going to be in the main rounds. They're going to be somewhere else. And we're going to kick off with a show that Sean keeps claiming to not like. <laughs> and Sean, Sean keeps saying, oh, that's it. Oh, I'm not interested. I don't think I'm going to bother. I don't think I'm going to carry on. I don't think I'm going to carry on. I think last week we spoke about Peaky Blinders Season 2. And all I know is that now I get a message from you saying, oh, yeah, and I'll finish watching Peaky Blinders Season 4. 
So that's it. Yeah. So right. three and four. Presumably. Three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means so. that in the last week, you have for, for a show that you claim to not like, you that you claim to not want, you have watched, you've burned through two seasons, which means you're pretty much up to date because season five is on TV right now. So Sean, explain yourself. Yeah. The, okay, I'll explain. The reason being is I've, I've got to be honest. I don't totally, totally. I'm doing other things while I've got it on. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not like major i mean I'm, i've so got the, lights off curtains drawn but um it's peaky yeah, blinders time yeah no i'm not that 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 into it but what i do is like if i do stuff on if i'm doing stuff on the computer i've got it on there yeah so and, and, and i just catch when i think there's a bit of action going on or something that's quite interesting i, I sort of just pop and have a look or when tom hardy pops up I'm, i like <laughs> pop and have a look but i'm not i'm not like totally invested in it mm. like i would have like i used to be with game of thrones or things like that yeah. you know, okay where it's like oh i must see must see so and it's really handy to have something like it on. And like, oh, oh, that's the same sort of thing. Oh, look, oh, that guy looks the same. He's just a different nationality, you know. <laughs> got, the, got the mafia, you know. And oh, look, oh, before that, it was the, the Ruskies, you know. And it's basically, I, I still think it's the same thing, but it's, I, I, it is quite interesting in the fact of, you know, I don't know. It's 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 just on when I'm doing other things. So, so I mean. If it, so how did you rate three and four? Yeah, I'd probably, you know, they're okay. They're okay to watch watch what they are. As I say, I still think it's very, very samey. I still think it's very, very samey. But I do think the acting's good. I must be honest. I do yeah. think the acting's like uh, really classy from from most of the cast. Really, you know, they're, they're all they're all really good. Um, so yeah, so the acting's pretty good. Uh, I'm not so keen on Pole now though. She's sort of on Aunt Pole. A bit. Yeah, on Aunt Pole. You know, with the yeah. With the, um, but I think you've got a slight thing for her. Your toes in. Oh, Helen McCrory. Helen McCrory. Oh, is that who she plays? I actually don't know what character she plays. I just think Helen McCrory is brilliant. All oh, right. Yeah, she's sort of, you know, she's had a picture done and she's trying to class up a bit and she's having, you know, things going on there. So, so, uh, and, you know, there's, the trouble is it's, it's the scrapes, Sharon. It's the scrapes, you know, and they get away, they get away with it, you know. <laughs> It's like a young son, you know what I mean? He's like there's narrow escapes all the way through, but there are. Well, I won't give any spoilers, but there are deaths in some yeah, of there, these there, seasons. Yeah, there are. There. I mean, I mean, so kind of characters you think are quite key characters, they're yeah. not afraid of killing some of them off. No, no, that's it. That's, okay, that's, that's, yeah. so so Sean. Okay, me, anyway, yeah. So so, so let me it's, guess. It's let like me guess. Three stars. It's not bad. It's not bad, but I'm not heavily invested in it. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not invested. You like it? I think it's like. Yeah, let yeah, me I get. Like let me guess, Sean. It's like it, it's not bad. You don't really like it that much. You're probably not going to keep watching it. But we'll see you next week when you tell us all about season four. <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. It's on iPlayer still. You can get season five on the iPlayer. Oh, that's all right then. That's okay. They pro- probably got it on Netflix as well. well, well not on Netflix, not on Netflix yet. Netflix not season yet. five. Yeah. But you will get it on iPlayer. No, oh, mate. Cool. <laughs> All right. And so, and also in the also rands, I think Sean, you saw something that uh, was it was called the bomb. You said it's not quite a film; it's more of an experience. Yeah. Um, this was originally it was like an art project, and okay. they used to show it. They showed it a few places. It was supposed to be shown in like three hundred and sixty degrees, like huge. Um, you know, because it was with music. It was just music, and it was archive footage and um, about. The of bombs. what the bombs, the, the bombs yeah, nuclear, Hiroshima nuclear and Nagasaki, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, and it's mainly all music, just cut to and and there's no, you know, there's no no film stars or anything like that. And I saw a film years ago called right, the Atomic Cafe, and I was looking at it, and it was 1982, which basically was a. A film which was really similar to this, but it was a, a little bit more light-hearted. Mm-hmm. You know? um, 
So, and I really, really like that. I would have, I would have given that a huge, big nine if it was one of the things, the Atomic <laughs> Cafe, 19, 1982. And this one as well, I'd actually sat through it twice. And I actually, really? so what I did was I watched it and I thought, oh, this is too good. And so I watched it on a much bigger TV, much bigger screen, a big 50-inch screen. And it's great. It's, it is an experience. It's really good. It starts off starts off with all, like, the the military. So, you know, military expeditions with, with yeah. the... So really, really visually stunning. You know what I mean? And the drill, I think it's, uh, like, the 60th Chinese parade. And there's just all, all these marching from, you know, Russian mm. foreign legionnaires and to music... And they're all in perfect. So it's like a big montage of. Uh, so, so, so this this film has no dialogue or anything. No, 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 no dialogue. No, it, you know, it has. And no cast as such. No, it doesn't have a cast. But it, I mean, there there is dialogue when they've got like because I used to be um, in the seventies. There was duck and cover, or you know, yes. would you know what to do if you're? So there is some of the archive. There's footage. public information yeah. broadcast. There's pub- and public information, and there's people talking about nuclear test but it's all archive footage mm. there's, no, there's no actors all right it's so, mostly yeah go on sorry so i was gonna say this, but you said that it's more like an art project that someone's just put on a massive screen yeah yeah but it is on netflix and it was fairly new so i thought oh you know it was, it was quite interesting yeah all right. so yeah so as an also round what would you give that then five Five. Wow. Five. Ooh, wow. Yeah, easy yeah five well, I, watched also it, I watched it twice pretty much yes, the other. yeah I, as i say i watched it on a I don't know whatever size you say that is, and then I yeah. had to go and I watched it on the big one. So, so that's that's quite a chunky beast. That's quite a chunky. Thirty one. plus inch. I don't know. Yeah, I can yeah, never yeah. measure. I mean, so I watched it on like corner. a fifty-inch one, and yeah. it, in high definition. And it was, oh, it's it was it was pretty good, really. All right. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was really interesting, really really interesting movie. So I, you know, I really loved it. All right. Good really. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Or, or, well, I'm a, I'm a bit ashamed now that we put that in the in the also rounds and it's a five. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a shame because I could have probably spoken about it for ages, but we're a bit limited with time and space. Yeah, we're a bit, yeah, we're a bit limited with time and we're a bit limited with the cinema, what we might have seen in the cinema. But let's talking about that, let's actually head off to the first thing in the cinema and that is the Gemini Man. So yeah, is, Gemini Man, yeah. I've is, seen this and you've seen this, Toes, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we, both, we have both seen this. Oh, so we saw the the Gemini Man uh, today, uh, well, well, this week. And so this is the film about Will Smith. And the basic idea of it is that Will Smith is the best assassin in the world. He works for the American government and he uh, things happen as things do. And they decide to send somebody after him to kill him. But the person who they send after him is actually his clone, is a clone of his younger self. So pretty much the selling point of this film is that you have Will Smith you have 50 year old Will Smith fighting against 20 something year old Will Smith and it's I think a big part of it was like the technology that they used to de-age Will Smith and all that kind of stuff and the action scenes and all that and that is the basic premise of the film if you if there's anything you're going to watch this film for is to see an old Will Smith fighting with a younger Will Smith so with that's the basic premise Sean what did you think okay this film I thought this is but you're going to, it's going to surprise you now. Yep. This was absolutely, absolutely great. Really? Until oh, okay. yep. the motorbike chase. <laughs> as soon as the motorbike chase come in, it fell down. It was like, come on. Did they drive a motorbike off a cliff? So I thought, I tell you, I started watching this and I thought, this is 
oh this is quite good this is pretty cool this is pretty cool and then they had the mo- then they had the motorcycle chase and i was like mm, not not enjoying this not enjoying this and then there's some other stuff that go it was just it was crazy it was all over the place so okay oh we, no. need, a pl- oh, oh, we need a plane let's get plane okay. oh, you know we got okay. this and then you know the where did you, where did all that come from? Where did all okay. that money suddenly for, come from? You know, okay. and all for, for anybody stuff. for anybody who does not so for anybody who doesn't who maybe this is the first time you listen to the podcast. <laughs> we, we need to let you know that we all have our bugbears. We all have our things we don't like. Sharon is not a big fan of animations. I'm not a big fan of horror. Sean hates car chases. Sean he thinks that they're <laughs> pointless in films. Like you know about been car about chases, the they just don't go anywhere, do they? It's just let's drive around and destroy things and it doesn't actually go anywhere no, that's what i mean and and to me they they go on for like half an hour yep they all try to outdo each other and the cars would not last that long they wouldn't take that punishment no do you know what i mean and and also i mean the motorbike chase they anyway we, we won't go there no, no, but okay. it's just just crazy and, no sean I, I agree with you i think that the way this film starts it's a cracker I think at the opening yeah. scene where there's there, where there's like a train, there's something about like having to do an assassination attempt on a train. I think that scene is done so well, and it's going along, and it's you you get this real sort of like espionage thriller vibe from the film, and it's it, uh, it it reminded me a little bit of another Will Smith film that he did, Enemy of the State, and it, where like you know the American government are coming after somebody, and I'm like, oh well, this this is actually going quite well. It's going quite well. There's a bit where. Obviously, the, his his government turns against him, and the scene where they try and take him out, really, really good. And you're like, oh, okay, this is this is going quite well. And I agree with you. Round about the time where they introduce the younger Will Smith is when things start going a little bit wrong, because the motorbike chase seems to be done for the heck of it. And but the thing that and I was I'm I'm fine with with car chases, and I was like, oh, this is quite good. But then the bit that I thought I was like. It, with my usual inner Sean, I was like, ooh, ooh Sean is not going to like that. Uh, because I was, there was a bit I was watching it and I could just hear Sean in my head going, why don't you just shoot him? What the hell are you doing? Just shoot That's him. That's what I mean. They, they're, like, they're like super crack shots sort of thing that, that you know. Well, well right, is, yeah. they kind of explain. They kind of explain why they can't hit, hit each other, which is something I yeah. I quite liked. I quite like that bit. But it's the bit is like how the car chase ends, and where one person is trying to kill somebody else when it would be easier to shoot them or stab them. But no, I'm trying to kill you with my motorcycle, with the sort of like parkour <laughs> acrobatic thing with my motorcycle. And I was like, yeah, Eesh, I, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> so, so uh, the thing about the film is. When you say it's, it's all over the place, yeah, there are things like Benedict Wong shows up and Benedict Wong shows up as sort of this sort of like, you know, he's essentially, oh, we need to get from this place to that place. Drop some Benedict Wong on it. Oh, we need to do that. Drop Benedict Wong on it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, we're, we're in Colombia. We need to get to Budapest. Benedict Wong. We, we need to go to London. That's Benedict it. Wong. <laughs> oh, oh, we need to have, we need, we need to have some, some testing done. Oh, look, well, that's a nice, you know, for someone who's just, yeah. sort of got up and ran with nothing suddenly produces wads of money it's yes like, wait come on yeah it, 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 it's, you, you do have that you do have that element to the film where it's just kind of like things are things are conveniently just placed there for them to find them and I think yeah yeah and, yeah. and I feel like there there is a lot of scenes because uh, okay, because this is like a sign we live in a world where Black Mirror exists and this is the kind of premise that you can imagine if it was a Black Mirror episode 
there would at least be a, at least one moment or something that comes up that would have made you think and made you think oh my god yeah that would be totally messed up if somebody took you and cloned you and there was like a younger version of you come that would give you some sort of existential crisis or something but, and, and I feel like nowadays with our sci-fi we don't just want like you know an action movie dressed up with some sort of sci-fi trapping you want the sci-fi to try and say something you want it to have try and have some sort yeah. of at least one moment that makes you go heck yeah that would be weird to deal with and that would. the film doesn't do any of that whatsoever it has a couple of scenes where you have uh, like we you know older Will Smith sitting down there and going you know when you're younger and you're the, the, you don't really know what you do but now that I'm older I think of all the people I've killed <laughs> blah, blah. and he keeps uh, and he, he keeps sitting just down re- and saying it and talking about <laughs> it and there's loads of scenes where the people just sit down and talk and say I'm feeling sad I'm feeling sad I'm feeling really bad about this are you feeling bad about this I'm feeling bad about this too cool let's go kill somebody else <laughs> that's it and, you, you've just reminded you've reminded me of one bit that I did enjoy yep you know when he's talking about earlier on like what what I want this when he goes uh, you hate cilantro. Yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, that's one thing. I was like, oh, that's how they do call it that. And because that's coriander, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, cannot, yeah. I cannot, cannot stand coriander. It's the most vilest thing. But anyway, so hey, I, did, I did that bit. Sort and of every, everybody, and he, says, and he says, everybody hates cilantro. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. So but, but that the, was uh, that, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned that bit. Yeah, but the thing so, is, yeah. I, think, I think, but overall, uh, the, the main draw was to see old Will Smith fighting against young Will Smith and even I remember seeing the trailers for this film and being worried because there were some bits where young Will Smith looked like a he looked like a computer game character like some of yeah, his, that... his close ups in the, in the trailers I was like it, it's kind of like you know the Peter Cushing that they used in, um, in Rogue One where Rogue One yeah. yeah there's some bits where you look at him and you go oh my god they've done it and then he moves and you're like Ugh! <laughs> and the, yeah. The, no, I I thought that from the trailer. Yeah, the, from the trade, the trailer was absolutely awful. But it yeah. wasn't quite so bad in the movie, was yeah, it? Yeah. No, I think I think that was because they hadn't finished their work in the trailer. I feel like they still had some work to do. So there's some bits because the, the trailer was awful. I remember thinking that's <laughs> awful acting. That is the yeah. most. That is you know where's that coming from? Yeah. Because it's sort of the face is all crinkled up. But yeah. I I didn't get that from the actual movie itself. No, no, the actual movie. I think that they had done a lot of work be- between the trailer yeah. and the actual movie for everything apart from the final scene because the the whole film all the way through I'm thinking oh my god this is amazing that looks like Will Smith when he was in the Fresh Prince there's a couple of bits where his eyes go a bit weird but apart from that that young Will Smith is mind-boggling it is mind-boggling how good he looks and how they, they give him close-ups on everything like that there's a couple of fight scenes where he looks a bit weird and he looks a bit like that bit in The Matrix Reloaded when Neo goes all weird and computery but mm. but the final scene of this film, it's it's not quite as bad, but it's along the same lines of if anybody's ever seen The Mummy Returns, the bit at the oh, end yeah. of The Mummy Returns where the Rock shows up as the Scorpion King, and the Scorpion like, King, that's ghastly. Yeah, yeah and you're like, you're like, what the? Who signed <laughs> off on this? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> and I, I, the, the final scene of the film, I mean, the the final time when you see the young Will Smith character, it's so bad that I'm thinking it either had to be intentional for some stupid reason or they plain ran out of time. So the same way that, like, you know, between the, between the um, trailer and the actual film, things improved loads, I feel like they just ran yeah. out of time and they couldn't do anything in that final scene because that final scene is terrible compared to the rest of the film. His eyes are too far apart. He's, his skin is the wrong skin tone. Everything just looks wrong. <laughs> and... But I tell you, was absolutely awful in this. 
totally hammy. See if you can guess. Clive Owen. Sharon. Yeah, Clive <laughs> Clive Owen. Why not? Oh, was, mind you, he's pretty rubbish. He was awful. What was the? He was. Was he in Dark? No, not Dark Phoenix. What was the one he was in where he was? Oh, Miss Marvel, wasn't he? Was he in Miss Marvel where or Captain Marvel where he he's like one of the Cree? Or was that someone different? No, no, no. Oh, no you're, you're, you're thinking. You're, of... thinking of, you're thinking of Jude Law. Jude oh Law yeah, yeah. Well, in... they're same, same, same. Really, they're both <laughs> both pretty poor. Really, he... I think I've only seen Clive Owen in, in a couple of good movies. No, he... King Arthur. And, he was. He was and... in. He was in The Informer. Which we spoke about a couple of right. weeks back, but anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, so sorry, then, sorry, Toast. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, I'm just thinking about time. But so, in the end of in the end of the day, I think I have to give this. It's a three, for me. It's it's, and a, I, it, it's a three, and I, I it's it's just kind of like it's a run of the mill action movie, like they made the '90s. That doesn't really say anything. Doesn't really ask anything. Doesn't really. It has an intriguing premise, and it doesn't really ask you any questions. There's no bit in this film where you think, "Ooh, ooh, yeah, actually, that's that's a good point." You don't really think that. It doesn't give. It doesn't give you anything like that. It has really, really good effects up until the final scene where it just totally pees it all up the wall. <laughs> it did. It did. And and I'm gonna to have to agree with you on that, toes. And that's a three. It's a three star from me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really bad enough to give it any less but it wasn't it wasn't good they're nothing yeah. new so totally totally agree with everything you've said yep oh uh, yeah well thanks sean that's that's good that's nice to know <laughs> all right cool and now we go over to netflix and sharon this is you you have seen something called in the shadow of the moon which is one of those things that netflix has been shoving in our faces recently going watch this we've made something new watch this it's gonna be good watch this <laughs> so what do you what do you think about this Yes, it's an interesting premise because when I first saw it, I thought it was it was billed as a straightforward crime thriller, a serial killer. Um, and then the summary of it was basically in Philadelphia, the serial killer kills four people and then nine years later, they come back again and do it again. Mm. And I think I'm going to have to give a mild spoiler because otherwise you can't talk about the film at all. But it's... A time travel murder mystery. Okay. So you have, you have basically, you have your. They they reveal this very early on. I mean, it's within sort of ten minutes at the start of the film. Uh, but as you've got one character is moving forward in time, and another character is moving backwards in time. So. Yeah. So you meet. Yeah. They're, so they're meeting at opposite ends of the story, basically. Okay. Gotcha. And the story is revealed. You know at the beginning of one character's journey and at the end of another so they both sort of are, are travelling in opposite directions and they keep meeting at different points along the story okay. so it is um, a there is a serial killer element but then it adds different levels to it so you, okay. there's a reason these aren't just random targets these are specific targets so it adds interesting I think it, the, the closest you can get to it again would be if you could go back in time and kill Hitler would you or should you Okay. And if you can't go back in time and kill Hitler, what about would you kill his parents or would you kill, you know, something else? So it's that sort of premise. So some of the people who are targeted are not necessarily targeted because of what they've done now, but what they might do in the future. Bit tones of Terminator, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so a bit. That, they're, yes. A bit Terminator, yeah, so that's a bit the Looper. Premises of the story, and in the Shadow of the Moon is um the the time travel is only possible because there's sort of um something happens at certain lunar cycles and that enables them to sort of tap into this sort of lunar energy oh. in order to 
to to to time travel. Okay, so Sharon, we've just spoken about a sci-fi movie with a with a sort of sci-fi premise that doesn't make much of its premise or doesn't ask many questions with its premise. Do you think that this one does that? Not really. No, it I think it it doesn't go into the science of the hows and whys too much. It sort of says it yes, it just goes into this is it, this is how it is. And oh. uh, so it doesn't go into the moral complexities too much. It's quite a, or the. So well, a bit of, uh, sounds a, a, like what well, a little bit by the numbers. Yes, yeah. I mean, I I can't say I was uh, thrilled by it. I think it was an interesting premise, and going back to, I think if I'd read it, I probably would have found it more interesting than actually seeing it. Okay, gotcha. I think as a film, it worked okay, but because you it, because a film is not capable of answering some of the questions you want to know about, oh. um, they tend to just skim over those. Whereas I think if you were reading it, I think it'd be much more interesting because you'd get a much more you'd get you'd understand the thought process of the writer better. You it would communicate to you better. Whereas this one, I found like it was a quite straightforward. Um, murder mystery science fiction film yeah uh, but but it had potential to be quite intriguing oh but to me it wasn't as the the film didn't deliver what it what it would promise so i'm thinking if they ever if they not that i would want to read the book now because i know all about it but had it been a book i think i probably would have enjoyed it much more so 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 we had a so okay we have Boyd Holbrook in this film who is one of those actors who's just he tends to be good in everything even if what he's in is not that good so so what are the what are the performances like yeah there um yeah there's some interesting characters in it some interesting actors in it so I was yes I think they all do their job well no one he's the one that is throughout the film the most he's the, the character you focus on yeah. and he's the one you see going forward in time so he's the one who has to age nine years in every sort of time jump yeah and so he does that remarkably well I mean the sort of, sort of some of the confrontations some of the dilemmas that the moral dilemmas that he's confronted with you could see how that that would have an impact on someone's life and how when you jump forward nine years, you're thinking, okay, that's you can understand how you'd get from your sort of the, the, the your first incarnation of this character yeah. to the second, and then to the third, and then to the fourth, and then yeah. to the fifth. You can see how they, or however many times there are, you can see how that character would, would progress in on, on that trajectory. Yeah, and how that they wouldn't. Yeah, that you could. There's, there's like a there's a linear. Um logic to it yeah so yeah i thought he did very well and i think the other actors did very well in it i mean again it's i think it's basically this basic material i think they could have done more with it from my point of view um and the what the one of the backup the supporting actors uh bakeem woodbine was very good Ooh, i think we've seen oh, i like him yeah he's been in a few things and he plays quite an interesting character and i thought in this he he wasn't given a huge amount to do, but what he did, I think he did very well. Yep. Did he? What was he been in then? Has he been like? Is he like the FBI agent and stuff? And or what? In this, he's not. No. Yeah, but, but he but has. Mood, I'm but trying to think what other things. He's the kind of person who you think, oh man, that guy should have been in more stuff <laughs> over the years. I think. I think yeah. One of the big things he was in a film with um, Mark Wahlberg called The Big Hit, and uh, I think that was that might have been early noughties or something like that. The first thing I ever saw him in was in a film called Jason's Lyric. 
which um, right yeah which was the first time we ever we sort of set eyes on Jada Pinkett who later on became Jada Pinkett Smith ooh full circle but um <laughs> but yeah yeah Bokeem Woodbine is, is a I, I like him as a, he's a I like him as an actor I like him as a presence you kind of yeah, because when I saw him, I thought, I know you, but you know, it's one of those actors, you know who yeah, he is, yeah. but you can't place him on one particular role. Yeah. But no, I thought he, I thought he, as a supporting role, I thought he did it with a little he had to go on. I thought he did that really well. Yeah. It, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's not as a film, it's fine. It's not a bad film. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a waste of time watching it, but I think it, it promises a bit more than it actually delivered. So right. on that basis, I'd give it a three. Give it a three. Ooh, so far so average this week. <laughs> that's 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 a that's a not for not one. Two sci-fi movies that have interesting premises and don't do enough with them. So, <laughs> yeah. so all right, cool. This is going to be the quickest podcast we've ever done after last after last week's marathon, where which we just couldn't seem to stop talking. Which I have to say, I find it hard to apologize for having a long thing because I just really really like talking to you guys. It's really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We like talking to you too, don't we, yeah. Toast? Aww. There's always something to say. <laughs> oh, this is like oh, I wish you oh, digital hug, digital hugs, everybody. <laughs> yeah, group hug. <laughs> All right, cool. So now we go on to cinema. Go back to cinema, and we're going to talk about the day shall come, and the day shall come. Yeah, the day shall yeah. come, and this is a film that is directed by Chris Morris, who is known for being. A, sat- a satirist but he tends to make comedy about things that you most people would say don't touch that with a barge pole don't go yeah. anywhere near yeah. that it's like because he did four lines didn't he, did he? the brass lines, eye yeah. Was yeah, it? yeah i remember some of the brass eye ones he did that people going whoa <laughs> yes yeah. yes i think yeah. The f- don't, yeah don't go there yeah the, the first time <laughs> <And> he I, does <laughs> the first time i heard about him was um was in brass eye and I do remember, like, I remember, I never actually watched it, but I remember every day, the next day at school, everybody going, oh my God, did you see that? Did you see what he did there? Oh, how, how could he even do that? How could he go there? And then when you heard that, uh, when he, he was going to make his first movie, he said he was going to make it Four Lions. And it was a film, it was a comedy, and this is the thing, it was a comedy about suicide bombers, about Muslim suicide bombers. And everything about that, you just think, what the hell are you doing, man? Why are you even going anywhere near this? <laughs> but Four Lions is a hilarious film. And with this film, because I think every time he does something, he, he's not someone who does comedy for the sake of comedy. He is, he's a satirist in that he's always doing it to make a point. He always thinks there is a truth behind this that I'm trying to get to. And I think this is, this is inspired by what happened after 9-11 in America, where the FBI, because they wanted to... And he, he he did a lot of research. He researched this film for years before actually writing it and making it. And he says that what happened was that you had a lot... The FBI, because they, they were under pressure to foil all these terrorist cells because everybody was like, oh my God, 9-11 just happened. We need to get a win here. So they were going around the country and inventing people to be terrorists and saying, oh, this was a terrorist cell. They were planning this thing and it was just sort of like, you know, five people in a room who were pretty much harmless, but they would take them and they would lock them up and take, send them to internment camps and all that because, and then they'll put it down as, yeah, we foiled something else. So there wasn't actually a threat, but they were creating a threat and then foiling it. So Sean, with that as a background, what did he do with that in the film? That's, that's it, basically. Okay, yeah. Thanks for that, Toes. No, no. Yeah, so so the the guy Moses, he's actually, you know, he's he's like, he's got a few friends together and he's, he's non-violent. He doesn't want guns. Is he like that. Citizen Smith? He's like Citizen Smith, but he says one thing. They, oh, First of all, it starts off with the FBI trying to, to trying to 
part. That's that's quite. I must admit that first the first bit was quite funny. The first because that that's how it starts off. They're trying to get. They're trying to force someone to to commit a various act, and he's like, uh, I mean, this is not. Uh, they sort of. He goes. He's got to put a phone number, and he goes. And the guy's going, no, five's unlucky. I can't do that at five. And he's going, well, well, well I'll put it in there. <laughs> so that bit's quite, quite good. Yeah. Um, but it all goes, it all goes wrong. It all goes. So they they got to try and find something else. And then something is said by Moses, um, and they think, oh, and they look more and more in it. And then they're like, oh no, 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 he's nothing. And then he says something else. So they set up, they set up this whole fake chic sort of thing that's part of. Al Qaeda, and they say, "Oh, you know, we'll give you." Oh, that's right, because he hasn't got enough money. He's going to get evicted from his place. So the the people come and they say, "Oh, we'll give you this money," you know. So, but it's it's an FBI plant, if you like. So, 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 so there's and there's a couple of the, the, the yeah, there aren't anything else, but there's a couple of other bits as well where where well, that's in the trailer, isn't it? You know trailer. that it's in yeah. the trailer that. So you know that's in the trailer, but there's 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 some rednecks in it as well, and um. It had moments. It had moments. This film, yeah, um, and and I really did like the names of all the people. Like one, someone I particular says his name Andrew McPherson, and he's he's plays. They they call him Farmer Africa. I don't know why. I thought it was I thought it was former Africa, but it's it's not. It's Farmer and Andrew McPherson. Do you know him? No, no, I don't think I know who that is. No, well, he was really good in it, but he he wasn't the main one. The main the main guy is the uh, guy Moses. Yeah, Moses. Yeah. Um, so I think I tell you what I wish you could see this movie because I'd love to know your take on it because yeah. I think it would be I think I, I don't know if you'd like this or not but then um, I, I really want to see this film because I actually I didn't realise it was out yet because once again living in the provinces so the, the, it, it hadn't actually come to my set and it wasn't until you said it was out I thought it was a preview and you said no it's actually out on general release and I was like what yeah so, so my aim for this weekend is to find a cinema where I can watch it the day shall come because the the premise of this film, I find, uh, well, I mean, it's we've documented it on the show, like how I'm still I'm trying to make it all the way through when they see us, um, uh, which is like you know you know police so sort of brutalizing black people in America in the 80s, and I think that there's similarities in very very broad sense with the day shall come where the FBI is like uh, you know trying to sort of get this get the this group of black people to sort of perjure themselves so that they can lock them up as terrorists. And so, yeah. but I, I really want to see this because I feel like, I know these are both based on, I think this, this film starts off saying it's based on a thousand true stories, that this just happened so often, but it was kept quiet because every now and then, like, if you were in the general public, all you saw was just a news story that came out and said, oh, we followed another terror plot. And everybody went, yay, followed another terror plot. But this film yeah. has to go behind us. I, th- I, I think that's it, like what it's based on, because at the end as well, the end credits. I won't say what goes on, but it's just what ha- what what happens. Yeah. They, they've got like you know at the end they they say what happens to the FBI people and the prosecutors. Yeah. Oh, and, well, how they do the on these sort of mock, so, yeah, like a mock, like, like a mock real thing, life you know, story yeah, films. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They suddenly say this person went on to win the yeah. Nobel Peace Prize that's or it, something, yeah, don't that they? Sort of thing. Yeah. So 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 the, the ending was the, you know the. the because they, they did an excruciating bit about Rocket Man, didn't they? About Alton John. Alton John, he went on to found this AIDS foundation. It was excruciating and it didn't fit in with the film at all. But they did this whole. He went on to do all these marvelous things. Isn't he a wonderful person? And so, is it doing that the same thing? Same. I, 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 I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I did like the acting. I thought the acting was really good. I mean, 
I really like Anna Kendrick. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I think she's, she's, so good. she's quite versatile, you know, in different roles. So yeah. Surprisingly so, because she's yeah. never like a. She's not one of your like major biggies, is she? That everybody's like, ooh. But she did really good. And I think, um, you know, yeah, it would be interesting to to know if you know any of these names. You know, it's Marchant Davis who Marchant plays Day- Moses. Yeah, I've, I've only heard about him because he's in this film. What about Malcolm M. Mays? Ever heard of him? Nope. Nope. Uh, so th- these are part of his group. Yeah, yeah. Curtis I'll tell you what, they, they are no booking Woodbine. Yeah. So so would all Dennis these... Dennis O'Hare's in this. He's been very good in, actually. Whenever he turns up, he's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dennis O'Hare's Dennis good, O'Hare. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I found it. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was in the luxuries. It was in screen two. Screen so two. it was a luxury one, which Ooh. was quite nice. So I managed to sit back. And yeah. it's quite a short movie. It's like 80, 88 minutes or something. Okay. Um, so it was... So, so Sean, I'll tell you what, right? I promise I'll try and find this film this weekend and watch it. But, Brilliant. Okay, and then you can let me know. Yeah, so, let you know. But but for star, it, for stars mean, wise, yeah. For stars wise, I know I'm pretty consistent this week. We seem to be three stars. Okay. So, because some of it, you know, it had moments, but and it was okay, but it didn't like blow me away. I didn't think it was as good as Four Lions. All right. Cool. So I, w- I will try and track that down. And speaking about deluxe cinemas, the cinema next to me, the Nuneaton Odeon, has just upgraded. So they've moved. They, so they, they essentially took out for the last month or so. They about half of the cinema has been out of commission. So half the screens have been out. Um, um, the other half is, uh, they've been boarded up, and you could only watch cinema films in one half. And I went there yesterday to watch Gemini Man, and they switched it around. So whatever renovation they were doing, they'd finished. And it's all recliner seats. So essentially, you buy your normal ticket, you go in there with your limited pass, and every single seat in the place is a recliner. So you go in there, you sit down there like this plush leather seats, you put the thing back, and I'm like, my first thought was, it's a good thing my wife didn't come, because she would fall asleep. She would just, <laughs> she would straight up fall asleep in that thing. It's just such a comfortable cinema now, you're like, yeah, I like this, the sound's kicking off, it's all great, you can recline, this is nice. So... <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's uh, but anyway, I just thought I'd say that. But now let's go back. Cool. Let's go back to Netflix. And on Netflix, this is the big noise at the moment, the big deal. Where this is, I'm talking about El Camino. And for I think we were talking about it earlier, Sean. You never watched Breaking Bad. No, never. Sharon, I don't think you watched no, Breaking Bad either. I didn't watch it either. No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, okay. I watched. Well, I watched Breaking Bad. I remember started watching it, and I remember. Um, because I saw the posters for it and the guy who played, Brian Cranston, who plays Walter White in Breaking Bad, before that, I only knew him as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. He was hilarious in Malcolm yeah. in the Middle. And so when I saw it, I thought this is, oh, this is one of those typical things, a comic actor trying to go out there and show everybody that he's serious. So I didn't bother watching Breaking Bad until some of my friends, like I think it was Al, Al Norman was the guy who turned me onto it. Al, Al Norman in London, he was like, oh no, you've got to watch it, you've got to watch it. So I started watching it and it started off slow, but by the end of the season, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And the story of Breaking Bad was always the story of Walter White and how he goes from being this mild-mannered chemistry teacher to being the meth kingpin of New Mexico. <laughs> and it's and that that was all well and good, but at the end of Breaking Bad, the final episode, the the, the it, Breaking Bad becomes a two-hander between two characters, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. And the last time we see Jesse Pinkman, it's kind of like it almost it kind of. For a lot of people, it sort of breaks your heart, and I can and I know there were a lot of people when Breaking Bad ended going, "What? What happened? What happened to him?" Personally, I really, really liked the ending of Breaking Bad, and I was I was like, when I heard that they were making this film, I was like, "Wait, wait, what are they doing?" 
And I was like, oh no, no, oh no, no, don't do that. We don't need to know this. We don't need to know what happened to Jesse. Just leave it alone. Don't go there. And so, so I, I really didn't want to watch this, but I was thinking, oh, we're called Netflix versus cinema. This is going to be the big thing on Netflix. We should talk about it. So I couldn't sleep one night, so I put it on and started watching it. And it was really weird because at the same time I was thinking, oh man, you, you didn't need to end that. You didn't need to add anything to that. That was a perfect ending. At the same time, I was, I was still watching this going, oh my God, I love this. I'm loving that they made this. This is so cool. We're back there. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of that is down to Aaron Paul, who plays Jesse Pinkman. And he is just, because Jesse, he starts off as this sort of pothead in season one of Breaking Bad. He's, as this sort of pothead, but his performance was so good. They were supposed to kill him off at the end of season one, but they kept him around for all five seasons. And the, the, because he starts off as this sort of like guy who is going nowhere in his life. And the way, there's something about his performance, how throughout the five seasons, he finds the humanity in Jesse. So much so that by the end of Breaking Bad, Jesse is the character that you're probably, you're, you're probably the saddest for, you're rooting for, you, you just want good things to happen to this guy, even though he's cooking meth. And, and because of that, like, you know, it leads to all these sort of crime things. And El Camino just carries on from like, okay, what happens from the last time we saw him? Where does his, where does his life end up? And it's almost kind of like, it's not essential. If you like Breaking Bad, this is not going to, it's not going to ruin your enjoyment of Breaking Bad. It's not going to add to it, but it's just like we're back in that world. It's just really, and it's, and it's almost kind of like, you know, you know when it's when you have a friend and you just want to know that your friend ended up okay. That whatever happened, like if you saw them off on the train, a plane and they went to Australia or something, you just want to know that they ended up okay. And I think, I feel that's the way a lot of people feel about Jesse. And I feel like that's what this film does. It just lets you know, okay, this is what happened to Jesse after the last time we saw him. It's kind of okay. It isn't 100% okay, but it's kind of okay. And I'm just really, Some, I'm really happy yeah. it's made. Sometimes it's best to leave things alone, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. If something's been good, then, then I mean... So I suppose just it's just a money-making thing, yeah. you know, but I think it can, you know, they think, oh, it's been 20 years or so since since something something happened. Let's let's do another... A yeah. reunion you know, show a, or something, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, so, so we'll do another show or we'll do something that's connected to that, you know, and I think sometimes it doesn't work. You, you just know? want to say leave it. Yeah, leave, leave, it. It. leave it as it was. You know? But but thankfully, so, thankfully for all the Breaking Bad, fan, Breaking Bad fans out there, this does actually work. This, good oh, yeah. okay cool yeah this is like you know sometimes they come back and they do something else and it just like it kind of ruins what you loved about the original yeah yeah and, so if the characters go off in a different way or yeah. something happens you think oh well, it's yeah, yeah okay yeah. <laughs> it, 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 but I think this this one this one doesn't this it, I think almost this one it reminds you what you loved about the original you have like all these tiny um, sort of like incidental characters or supporting characters who show up like for anybody who's watched Breaking Bad, they'll they'll know these names: Badger and Skinny Pete. Badger and Skinny Pete show up again, and it's just such a joy to see those two back. <laughs> it's such a joy to see those two back. And um, oh, drat. And also, yeah, the final thing is also Robert Forster. Robert Forster, the the actor. I mean, Sean, you you probably know him because I think he was like yeah, he died recently, they, didn't he? Yeah, and he yeah. Died, he died, and he's in this because he had a role in Breaking Bad that I totally forgotten about. And he has, he oh, show, wow. and he shows up in in El Camino, uh, which in which what must have been his final screen performance, his final screen appearance, yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty sure this was filmed like last year. It was filmed in secret, nobody knew, 
and it must be here like his final film performance and it's just so great seeing him on screen and seeing the kind of character that he plays just this sort of he's he's involved in the crime thing but he's really really quiet he's really really down to earth you wouldn't know a, a big part about breaking bad is that you wouldn't you, to look at people you wouldn't know that they were criminals because they just look like school teachers or tax tax account tax collectors or stuff like that and yeah. and mm-hmm. the, the character that robert forster plays is really really good and i think for me it if that really was his final film role before he died i think it was it feels like a befitting tribute it feels like a, a good thing for him so it's it's a thing that's really it's this is a film for fans if you haven't watched breaking bad you will not have a clue what is going on who it is because there's some characters that once they show them on screen you're like oh my god not them they're crazy <laughs> <laughs> but but you wouldn't get that if you hadn't watched breaking bad so if i would i i really like el camino from some from going from a point of view of thinking this should not be made this is going to mess the whole thing up to going oh my god i'm actually really really happy that this was made i'm really really happy that they did this and i think vince gilligan who wrote and directed it is just to be praised because that's a very very hard trick to pull off it's a it's a really hard trick to pull off to make a sequel to something that's beloved that still feels like it's part of it i'd give it a four out of five Wow! Right. Okay. Finish on a high note. That's Finish good. on a high note. It's always good. I figure it must be. I mean, it's got. I figure if you're into that, invested in that whole Breaking Bad thing, it probably is good. Yeah, know. it's a good postscript. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's it's also it's made very much like a western. I feel like there are a lot of things about Breaking Bad that were made very much like a western. So I think that bit you would like, Sean. The problem is that you just wouldn't know what's going on because you don't know who anybody is. And they, <laughs> and they, they don't stop it to tell you this is who this person is. Remember, from season two, episode five, this guy did. They don't do any of that. So, no, no, no. Yeah, so, but it's, it's really good. I think the performances are great. I think the, it's, uh, the, there's humor in it, but it's mostly, it's mostly dramatic. And I just really, really... I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's made. I was, I was really happy. I was happy to live in that world again for, for two hours. Cool. Right. Brilliant. Well, cool. that's good. So that's good. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we, by my count, we have about five minutes left on your recording over there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Four minutes, four minutes, 40. Four Not minutes, a bad guess. Four minutes, 40. Four, all right, cool. Four minutes, 40. Yeah. Four minutes, 40. So I think, um, well, I guess all we have to say is who actually won this week. And seen as if you've been paying attention, I think as we all have, we know that it's a very, very squeaky thing. But Netflix, by an absolute minuscule amount, has taken it because we had two rounds, three, 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 and then Netflix came in with El Camino with a four, which yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with because the bomb, which is on Netflix, which I yeah, so that really, would have really been a five, so, so yeah. that would have taken so, so your that, that, that Netflix that over blasted that. it over the finishing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if we'd done that with with the bomb, it's it's. it's uh, yeah, but them's the breaks. <laughs> them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. We had a, a convincing win for cinema last last week. Yes, 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 yes. We did. We did. That, that, was, that was because what was it? No, was that was it? Wolf Squadron. The Joker. Oh, the Joker. Was, oh yeah, Joker. Joker pushed it off. Pushed it off. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, we spoke about it last week. Oh yeah, we did speak yeah, about it. Yeah, what we're thinking? We've all what? seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we've all seen it. Of course we have. Yeah. Sorry, you forget. I'm, I'm, I'm getting aged. We've all seen um, it. We, we were going to do a spoiler <laughs> bit on Joker, but I don't think we have time because we've run out of battery or we've run out. Of, yeah, <laughs> we've run out of space. But we will run do out of space. We, we but see... yeah, try and get to see the day will come. Yes, because I'd I, like, I'd love your thoughts on that. Really. Yeah, I would really, really like to see that. I will, I will try and track that down and see whether Coventry's playing it. If not, I might have to go all the way to Birmingham. 
Blooming him. Uh oh. A peaky blinders. Peaky blinders, totally. <laughs> it's funny, never more than. What's that? Back to the blinders rule, rule again. Of seven or something. What they, yeah. What's that thing called? Six, uh, seven degrees of, oh, six degrees of separation that's or something. Yeah, there you go. Uh, seven so. degrees of picky blinders. <laughs> and, do, yeah. and maybe by the next time, I might have seen season five. You never know. And then it'll be all over. And then it will be done. Yeah, season, sure. Have you seen season five, Shannon? Yes. And is it the same as season four, three, two, and one? No, it's slightly different. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> slightly. It's more po- it's more about politics and oh, the rise okay. of the black shirts. And Oswald, oh, Oswald oh, Mosley. 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 Oh, yeah. right, I should be interested in that then. Yeah. All right. I'll catch that one then. Okay. Right, then. So until next week, all that's left to say is a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. And a farewell from me. Hey. We will see you guys next week. Well, uh, oh, oh, it depends on what we'll do. We'll see, well, something will happen next week because, Sean, you're off to Thailand again. I am off to Thailand again, yeah. And, and Sharon is getting a break. I'm having my feet up, yeah. yeah well, Coming from work, feet up. Yeah. I thought she was going to come with me to Thailand, you know. <laughs> I had the offer. Yeah, I did have the offer. Yeah. I did offer. but I've got gardening. I've got grass cutting to do. So, <laughs> yeah. Thailand or grass cutting? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, uh, and uh, but Sharon, I'll tell you what: you come up and see me, and we, you can really put your feet up, feet up in the cinema. Mm. Reclining. Yes, if that, yeah, I will be falling asleep if it's got a reclining <laughs> thingy, my jiggy. <laughs> All right, cool. See you guys later, man. Have a good week. Oh, okay. Bye. See you later, Toast. Uh, safe, jo- safe journey, Sean. Yeah, enjoy your networking tonight. Oh, I will do. I will do. <laughs>